Welcome to the Underground Sessions podcast, courageous conversations at the intersection of faith, culture, and politics. Each episode will feature a compelling conversation around an important issue. As we step into the tension, we remind you that the views expressed by guests may not reflect the views held by Millington Baptist Church. Now, let's start our session. All right, welcome back to the Underground Session podcast. I'm your host, Bob Erbig. Um, If you are a subscriber, I hope you are benefiting from the conversations we're having on this podcast. Uh, I know they're always enlightening to me, so I enjoy, at least I enjoy having them. Uh, Our topic for this episode is home education. Now, if you can remember all the way back to March, most kids in the country were being educated in a school building, and the few, the proud, and the brave were were educating their kids at home. However, over the last few months, everyone has been educating their children at home. And as we'll discuss uh, today, true, at, true home education looks a little different than what most people are experiencing in their homes at the current moment. Now, for this important topic, I have a panel with me on the podcast today. Uh, Mary Alice Landau is a veteran homeschool mom who raised four children and graduated them uh, to life. So Mary Alice, welcome to the podcast. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you awesome. for having me. And Ruth Litza is her daughter, uh, who's going to provide the perspective of growing up in a homeschool family. Uh, Ruth, welcome to the podcast as well. Hi, great to be here. Now, we'll be doing a, a second episode of this with Alex DePuro, who is currently raising five children and educating them through the homeschooling program, Classical Conversations. Uh, Alex is going to be starting a co-op at our church this fall. And so be on the lookout for part two of this, where we talk a little bit more about this important topic. Well, my first question today is going to be for Mary Alice. Um, Mary Alice, my wife and I have been thinking about and praying about home education for our children. Uh, We have some family members who've done it, who've encouraged us to think about it. Um, And we see some of the great benefits of homeschooling, but man, at the same time, it does seem like it's really challenging. Uh, For those out there who are considering this option, maybe you can share with us a bit about your story. Uh, So why did you choose to homeschool? Well, like you, being exposed to homeschooling through family, that was also our situation. Um, I had some cousins who were homeschooled. They were homeschooled just in high school, and it was extremely successful for them. It worked well. So I had heard about homeschooling, and this was back in the late 80s, early 90s. So my oldest was ready to be pre- go to preschool, and I started looking at my options. Now, this was pre-internet, so I had to go to the library and check out books. <laughs> and thankfully, our library was well-stocked, shockingly, in homeschool, books on homeschooling and books about people who had done it. And so I read through every single book our library had. And as I read each book, I became more convinced that this would be a good option for our family. I just liked it a little bit more each book I read. And so I continued to research. I sent letters to companies that sold curriculum to find out about what they offered. And I did a lot of homework just to learn about it. And as I continued to homeschool through the years, I continued on that track of learning about it in different areas. So so we decided to homeschool. And then each year that went well, I could say, well, that worked out. We can do another year and another year. I never felt that I had to homeschool everyone forever and ever, although that is what happened. Taking homeschooling a year at a time is probably a good good way to do it initially. So I, I've heard a few people will do that. They'll start out at the beginning and then see how it goes for the first few years and kind of make a decision on whether they want to continue with it. Uh, right. And there's nothing wrong, nothing wrong with that option because 
we can't predict the future. What our kids will need going forward, what opportunities will be available to us, what challenges we'll face that maybe would hinder it or make it more difficult. So taking it a year at a time, I think is a good, a good approach. So I like that I could choose what curriculum I wanted to use, what I felt would work best with my kids, as opposed to being told, like in the current scenario, children, parents have their children at home and they're being told exactly what curriculum to use, what, what to teach when. Homeschooling allowed me the option to choose. Now that is frightening because the number of options mm -hmm. is exponentially growing every year, I think. Um, but you can become comfortable with that flexibility and try all sorts of things. And if something isn't working, you can put it aside and do something else. You're not married to that curriculum if it's not working. Or if mid-year your kid says, I think it's stupid having to study rocks. Well, what interests you? Well, I really like, remember that frog I found in the backyard? I learned about frogs. It's all science. Let's study frogs, you know. And you have the flexibility to go with their passion so they're more interested to want to keep learning because learning is interesting to them and it's relatable to them. So mm -hmm. those were the things that I thought were real highlights. Um, also, until my kids reach high school, homeschooling only happened in the morning from nine to 12, right, Ruth? You could set your clock by it. Well, that sounds like that would be something enticing for a lot of kids. <laughs> it was, I think, actually very healthy because a lot of kids are sleep deprived because school starts so early. And being able to start later, I think, was just a, a healthy thing for us. I often I've reflected on how how much time I probably wasted when I was at school, <laughs> you know, as far as, you know, the amount of time you're switching classes and how much time you're really actually learning while you're in the classroom. Um, is it really the six hours that you're in, in class for the day? Probably not, you know, so. Well, I, I saw, I read a study put out by the PTA and they evaluated that exact scenario, elementary level, how much time was spent specific on class, on learning, specific learning tasks. And they came up with an hour to two hours a day in the classroom. That was it. So as you're saying, six hours, you're in school. And of that, less than half, in fact, about a third was spent to a quarter hand-on learning. So that's why homeschooling can be done in such a quick amount of time because it's focused learning. Right. It's a tutorial method of learning, which is um, very focused. So they were done. Ruth can talk about watching the kids come home in the afternoon with their school books. <laughs> Their backpacks full of school books. We'd been done with school for hours and then we'd see them walking past and you realized they had just finished and they still had homework to do. <laughs> well, I imagine if any kids are watching today, they're out now they're running to their mom and dad saying, hey, maybe we should reconsider the option of uh, going at homeschooling. <laughs> well, let me ask you, uh, let me ask you another follow-up question, Mary Alice. I think for, for the parent, uh, who's considering this, and, and you kind of touched on this with the curriculum, there is a beauty in the fact that you do have flexibility to choose things that work, but there's also an intimidation of the fact that I have to choose this, and what if I choose something that's wrong, and what if I, uh, maybe parents are thinking, what if I mess my child up um, in terms of the, the learning style they choose. Um, being in charge of your child's education can seem intimidating, and especially if you don't have a background in teaching. Uh, I guess my question in all that is, is this, real, is this really, really something that anybody can do? Yes, and let me answer with an emphatic yes. <laughs> if you have a willingness, as parents, we're always focused on what's best for our children, whatever that is. If you decide that homeschooling might be best for your child, you will move heaven and earth 
to do that for your child. And whatever it is, if you think public school is best, you'll put your great effort into helping them be successful in that environment. So in the same way, if you feel that homeschooling might be best, you'll do what you need to do. And the amount of resources available to find out what that might be are staggering. And if you make a decision and you decide after two months that it's not working, you have to turn off your thinking that you're rigidly stuck to it like your child was stuck to it in a traditional school environment. The schools don't have a lot of flexibility on curriculum. In the home environment, you're entirely flexible and you can put it aside, get something else. And because there are resources, you can talk to people like Alex DePiro in our church, who's doing classical curriculum. And you could talk to her and say, did you like it? Why do you like it? What worked? Or someone could ask me, what style of homeschooling did you use? And I'll talk about unit studies and why I like that. Um, there's lots of people to ask and get ideas from. And when your kids are a little older, you can even ask them, what is it you want to study? Mm -hmm. So you could pick, for example, a science curriculum that focused on maybe botany because they like plants instead of chemistry that year, you know, tailor it to their interest. And there's lots of ways to do that. So well, it becomes interesting and exciting. I'll point out that in high school, I learned through many different methods. By the time you get to high school, the topics are harder and that's a little more intimidating. And there's lots of different resources. So there were some subjects like science. Mom has a degree in science. She was able to kind of take me by the hand through that. Math really wasn't her strong suit. So for math, she said, here's the book. Here are other books on the topic. Here's how you can Google the topic. Learn this on your own. And so math was much more self-study. For languages, um, there was a lady we knew who was a fluent Spanish speaker. So she got a bunch of us together and she tutored us. When I got towards the end of high school, I was getting to more advanced uh, levels. I started taking classes at the community college. There's lots of options out there. There's lots of different ways for your child to learn and you just work with them to find what the best one is. Right. I've also seen there's a lot of, you know, if you want to really, you know, if you really feel like somebody needs help in these areas, you could probably find a tutor or pay a tutor Absolutely. to help, help out if you're not, if you're not qualified. And there's also so many online resource, resources nowadays where you can, you know, have an online class that you're taking. Um, well, and, so. and our, our kids did do online classes. Mm -hmm. um, Ruth had three different tutors for her three different languages for high school. We did community college. So when I was done teaching biology and chemistry, she went on to county college and took those classes again at the county college level and then shortened her time in college later. Um, there really are a plethora and homeschool co-op. So I taught high school classes mm -hmm. at different times in, in um, our kids' careers. And I taught a group of kids and that's how some kids met those requirements for certain classes. And my kids were in homeschool co-op classes. So lots of options. The parents should never feel that everything is on them. Everything is on them to provide that learning opportunity, but they're not necessarily the teacher for every learning opportunity. Right. right. So, Hey, uh, just a, again, a follow up with that. So that makes me think uh, some people might have a picture of what a homeschooling mom needs to be. Um, Type so I, I've worn my denim really jumper. Organized. <laughs> there you go. So what, what are the, like, if, if you're a, a mom or, well, a mom or a dad that's considering right. doing the homeschooling, what, what are some of the essential skills you think you need to have in order to, um, you know, to, 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 to accomplish this in, in a way that's, you know, beneficial? 
would say a willingness to be learning because I had to keep learning myself. At least that was my style. So as I said in the early part, I read a lot of books. And then I could have said like, I'm done, we're homeschooling, I'm done learning, but I didn't. I continued to be sort of in my own continuing education classes. Um, I continued to get magazines on homeschooling and read books. So I was constantly refreshing myself with new ideas. So I wasn't stagnant personally and professionally. This is my profession. So I wanted to remain current in my profession. Um, a level of organizational skills are helpful, but they're helpful to people in life in general. Um, I don't know if I'm more organized than the most. Certainly there are people that were far more organized than me, that's for sure. Um, I don't know, Ruth, do you think I... I think you nailed it. Um, you're definitely an organization. There is a certain level that you need to meet, but I think a lot of people get intimidated thinking I could never manage all that schoolwork mm -hmm. for all my kids. It's you manage to run your household on whatever level of organization you like to do. So you can just, homeschooling will just be drawn into that. However you manage your household, you can probably just continue to homeschool that way. So I wouldn't be too concerned about that. Like I'm not an A-type personality. I don't color code things. It'll be okay. If you can manage your household, you can manage homeschooling. <laughs> Well, hey, Ruth, why don't we turn to you for a few questions now? Um, I assume that you didn't get to choose homeschooling when you were little. Um, so looking back, could you describe your experience and tell us uh, from your perspective, what were some of the main benefits of homeschooling for you? So I would say that when I was younger, say like 12 and below, homeschooling just provided a really peaceful, relaxing environment to learn didn't have the stress of being at school, being away from home and dealing with the things that can come up at school. So it was just a very pleasant way to grow up. We only had to do it for a few hours a day to meet the requirements. So I had a lot of time to just play and be a kid. And then as I got older into middle school and high school, that's when I started using homeschooling towards what I wanted to do. And this is where you can make homeschooling kind of meet whatever needs you want. I knew what career I wanted to start by the middle of high school. I wanted to go be a CPA and work in accounting. I really liked it. That's what I wanted to do. So I knew what I wanted to do. And I said, I want to get there as soon as possible. So through homeschooling, I started taking college classes while I was still in high school. And then when I got to college, I used the skills that I had, uh, I had to graduate early. And I ended up finishing my bachelor's and my master's when I was 22. And then six months later, I finished the CPA exam. So I could not wait to start my career. So I used homeschooling to finish early so I could get a head start on my career. And then that ended up working out really well because I got married at 23. So I was able to already be established in my career when I got married. Mm. Um, I had other friends who had other goals. I had friends who were really passionate about some projects in high school. I had friends who did robotics and they spent... I don't know, 20 hours a week on that, maybe 30 or more. They loved it. This is what they wanted to do. They wanted to compete in robotics. And I'm if they were in a- Friends, homeschooled friends. Right. And if you're in a public school or a traditional school, you just don't have the time for that. But because they homeschooled, they basically said, I want to do robotics most of the time and I'm gonna work my schoolwork around it. And they used the flexibility of homeschooling to stay on top of their schoolwork, to get it done when they were able to, 
And they still then were able to spend enormous amounts of time on robotics. And it's what they really, really were passionate about. Mm -hmm. I had friends who had challenges with learning. Um, and so traditional schools were really difficult for them to keep up with because it was a very strict structure. And that's really difficult for someone who's a non-traditional learner. So they used homeschooling so that they could still graduate on time. So they could learn at their own pace. They could learn when they were able to learn and they didn't fall behind and feel like I'm not good at school because I can't follow a public school curriculum. Yeah. I've heard about some of the, the recommendations, requirements they have for kids that are even like at the, the kindergarten and first grade level. And it almost seems like they're getting them ready for college when they're, you know, five years old. It's intense. Uh, it's, it's like, yes. Yeah. It seems like it's really intense. So there, there's a great benefit of homeschooling. Um, you know, the learning at your own pace obviously is a great benefit. Now, let me, let me ask you, uh, maybe both of you about this. This just popped in my head to ask is, have, did you know anybody who started out in homeschooling um, and that decided, you know, this just doesn't work for my personality um, is, is there a certain type of personality that fits better with homeschooling or is it, I don't know, on a case by case basis, but I'm more asking is, is it anybody that just has struggled with it and decided they want to go back into tr traditional school? I think that the only people that left it were, it was because they, they weren't in a group that made it work for them. So if they were home and they really were not getting out, they were just doing school every day and staying home all day. And they were really extroverted people. That was really difficult. Mm -hmm. And they said, I want to go back to school. But homeschooling doesn't have to be that way. You find your community. You have plenty of free time every day. You can spend your time doing clubs and seeing people and having parties. Um, but they didn't realize they could do homeschooling that way. Um, some people, I think, felt that they couldn't... Um, meet the academic challenges. They got intimidated around high school time and they said, you know what, I'd feel better just being in a school where I know that everything's covered. You don't have to go back to school for that. You can meet the challenges at home, but they felt that they couldn't. What do you think, mom? Yeah, I, the other thing I should say, in all fairness, part of what I had to do was find opportunities for my children. Some years that was easier than others. In the beginning, when my oldest was in homeschooling and getting to high school and I'm looking for things for him, there just weren't a lot of other opportunities to get together with other kids, either in a class or social settings. It was harder. It was much harder. And I really had to make an enormous effort to be willing to drive him to, to different things. So I had to drive to Princeton for the girls to do Shakespeare class. I had to drive up to North Jersey somewhere, Rock. I don't know, Roxbury or something, for a class for my oldest son with other homeschoolers. I had to drive out for a specific swim program, 40 minutes the other direction. So there was a lot on me to take my children to things that I felt they needed. Again, I was facilitating their education. I wasn't teaching all of it. So because I could do that, I did, ha I did have access to a car, and I was willing to do it, it worked well for us. Had I not been willing to drive or had I not been able to, maybe I didn't have a second car, it would have been harder for my children to be happy at home because they would have always only been home. So, you know, if, or if I had been very ill, that would have gotten in the way and maybe we would have made a different decision. But. Well, it seems to me that there's a lot, there's a lot of opportunities you can provide for kids. So like some, one of the stereotypes that people will often mention about 
homeschooling is that you're sheltering your child or they're not going to be socially adept because they're not going to school. Now, it seems to me there's a lot of other options that you can do outside of the, the schooling world to socialize uh, children. Um, so let's, let's talk about that for just a second. Um, and I guess maybe this is, this is looking at you, uh, Ruth. Uh, was it, <laughs> you know, what was it like when you, you finally got to the, the real world in college and beyond? Uh, did you struggle with your values? Did you struggle with any kind of socialization? So I guess first I'll talk about socialization because I think that's the most common question. And someone along the line had this idea that the way kids need to learn to socialize is by being in a classroom setting for six hours a day with kids their age from their town. And that's what was going to turn them into well-functioning adults. And if you think that through it, it really doesn't make sense. There are lots and lots of ways for you to learn social skills. You just have to interact with other people. So through homeschooling, we spend a lot of time with family. We spent a lot of time with other homeschoolers. We did sports. We met kids through that. We did the scouts. We did all kinds of things. And because our socialization wasn't just through school, it meant that we were meeting people from lots of different backgrounds and ages. So we would go to family events where there were kids of all ages. We would go to clubs that would bring people from all over the county so, or state or farther. So you're meeting lots of different people and interacting with lots of different people. So socially, there really wasn't any adjustment. I was around people all the time. I liked being around people. That wasn't a big deal. So then if we talk about the adjustment specifically to college, um, academically, it wasn't that big a change. Um, yes, you're in a classroom, which if you're homeschooled, you might have classroom time. In high school, you might not. But that's not really the big adjustment of college. The big adjustment of college is that now you have to manage your own schedule. Now you have professors who aren't going to remind you every mm -hmm. time something is due. Now you have projects that could span months and you have to manage them. That's the hard part of college. And since through homeschooling in high school, mom gradually made us more and more in charge of our own education, I was already used to that. So I'd say middle school is when she started not holding us by the hand so much. She'd say, here's a chapter, read it, get back to me. And then by the end of high school, she was like, this is what you have to get done this year. Let me know if you need help managing that. So the transition to managing a college workload really wasn't difficult. And then in regards to being sheltered, homeschooling shelters you from peer pressure. It shelters you from bullying and from that kind of thing. It doesn't shelter you from ideas or other value systems. So we still had friends of all different backgrounds who didn't always agree with what my parents taught. I did apologetics classes. I did lots of studies of different worldviews and talked with people about different ideas. So by the time I got to college, I was already pretty confident in what I believed. And then the nice thing was that the first time that I really had to deal with peer pressure on serious topics, when you're talking about dealing with alcohol and drugs, I was already confident. So it wasn't tempting to me. But if I had had to deal with that when I was 12 for the first time, I don't think it would have been so easy. Mm. Well, let me, uh, let me ask you, now that you've completed your education and been out of school for several years, um, do you think that homeschooling has any, had any, or what, I, I, should, I should say, what do you think are the lasting impacts that homeschooling has had on your life? I think 
think independence, um, learning to be in charge of, well, taking charge of your own education or your own life, wherever you apply that skill. So I knew by the time I was wrapping up high school that if something had to be done, it was on me to finish it. And if I couldn't do it myself, then I had to reach out, but I couldn't just ignore it and no one was going to remind me about it. So when I started my career, that really set me apart because they could, they didn't have to hold my hand. I could learn something on my own. And I knew that if I, if I couldn't figure something out, I could find resources to find it. So everywhere that I worked, they really appreciated having someone that didn't have to be supervised all the time, that didn't have to have their hand held. Yeah, I think that's uh, one of the things I, I was going to mention before as you were talking about college. It seems to me that I've heard a lot of people say that colleges are actually really interested in having homeschool kids uh, come in because they are already prepared for some of those challenges that you mentioned. Um, so, so. Uh, you know, if you want to get into a good school, homeschooling might be a good option for you. <laughs> All right, Mary Alice, let me, let me come back to you for a few more questions. Um, I'm particularly interested now in the family dynamics of this. And, and Ruth, as you've been doing, feel free to chime in here. Um, some people, I think, might ask the question, wow, my kids are in my house all the time. Like, I need some time to myself. Um, what effect did homeschooling have on the family, you know, dynamic? And how has it affected your kids' relationships with each other? And I think maybe even particularly your relationship with your husband. Well, before I answer that, I think I'm going to step back a minute and just point out that it's hard. It's hard to be home with your children all day, 24-7. Let's just be honest about that. It's not, um, it's not a beaver cleaver moment all the time. She's talking about her other kids. I was a dream to be home with all day. True, true. <clears throat> Moving on. <laughs> and, and the kids squabble and they fight. And really the harder aspect to homeschooling is not the schooling, it's the family dynamics. And helping your kids learn to get along, be obedient, because you have to wear two hats. You have to be the parent that teaches them to obey and the parent that teaches them how to read. Um, so the harder aspect to homeschooling is really the 24-7 aspect of it and, and the character training that you're doing with your children. Because while you're doing character training with them, you're having your own method, moments of character training as God teaches us how to be with our children. Um, it's a learning for the parents as well. But in this environment, this crucible, if you will, of family togetherness, the children dealing with each other, they're all different personalities. And this idea that you can't learn socialization with just your family is, I think, absurd. Because in a family, you have a multitude of different personalities, naturally. My four kids couldn't be more different from each other. Ruth you know, nods her head, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. They had to learn to get along. And that was the beginning of learning how to get along with other people, people who aren't like you. Um, people who like to do school, tapping a pencil on the table. When you're the one that needed to be perfectly silent. <laughs> May have happened once or twice. Things like that. So there was a lot of learning to get along. And then going forward, how did that pan out now that my kids are all adults now? And what I notice is they choose to be together and they choose to stay connected, even though they live far apart. They call each other and text each other and send pictures to each other and visit each other. I, they've all said at different points that 
they didn't think they would be as connected to each other had they not been together during homeschooling. My oldest and youngest are nine years apart. That's a big difference. You could be in very different worlds if you're apart most of the day in school, high school, middle school, no, elementary school, you're just not connecting. But my boys, we saw each other every single day, all day long, you know, in, in general. And so it, um, it helped them become as close as they are. Would you agree, Ruth? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do not think I would be as close with some of my siblings now if we had not been homeschooled. We fought when we were kids. We did not get along because we are so different. But over years and years of being with each other every single day, you really build up some strong bonds. So for that reason, I'm very thankful that we were homeschooled. Let me throw some caveats in here. So you had, there was, you had four kids, right? Um, so let's say you have a smaller family um, or you have maybe a child with special needs or something like that. Um, or, you know, and I think you mentioned this at the beginning, no matter what you do, homeschooling does have its challenges and there has to be some sacrifices as far as working. You know, two, two parents can't yeah. be working high powered jobs all the time. Um, how, do you, how do you handle some of those situations? Or how have you seen people handle those situations? There, there definitely is not a blanket answer. Um, and it, it, you know, there's like, we had a larger family. There's pros and cons to homeschooling a large family. Some days, I swear I was running a four ring circus. You know, it, it just wasn't a quiet environment. And for my child that wanted it, it just wasn't there. So for a smaller family, you can have that nice quiet environment and maybe that's an advantage. Um, every, every scenario has an advantage and a disadvantage and it's exploiting those advantages so the disadvantages can be minimized in different ways and being creative. I knew a woman who was a single parent who homeschooled her son and God bless her. I don't know how she did it, but she did. Wow. And um, I've, I've talked to people who've had to be extraordinarily creative, like taking care of an, a dying parent while homeschooling. That's hard. Um, but if you have a conviction that this is what is best for your child, you'll figure it out. Um, either through you pray about it and ask God for creative solutions, talk to other people, the internet, my goodness, I'm sure you could Google, how do I homeschool my child while having a special needs child? And I'm sure you could find lots of forum discussions and you'll meet people who are in that scenario mm. and who allow you to walk alongside them as they do and you can observe a little bit. I had somebody visit my house and just sit in the room while I homeschooled my kids just to have an idea, what does this look like? How can I homeschool my kids when I've never seen it? So she came to my house to see it. Again, it's drawing on the resources that are available to find out how to creatively solve the problems that you have in front of you. One thing but I, would... I can promise that every problem that somebody might have, there is somebody who has walked down, down that path. So you're not reinventing the wheel necessarily. Go ahead, Ruth. I would really encourage you to think outside the structure of traditional school. Because if you choose to homeschool, you don't have to follow that. And so when you start to think of, oh, we don't have to do school in the morning. We could do school in the evening. Or we don't have to do school Monday through Friday. Um, we had friends where their dad would be away on business a lot. And so when he came home, the first few days were always school holidays. And they worked their school in around that so they could have the time with their dad. 
I read one lady wrote an article saying that it was so hard to get her son started with school in the morning. It was so difficult. And after years of tears and anger and crying, she realized that her son wasn't a morning person. So the next year she said, we're going to do school in the afternoon. Made a big difference. Um, so once you think about, think that you're going to start homeschooling, realize you don't have to follow the school structure anymore. Um, if you want to, if your child, when they're young, they can't manage all the different subjects. It's too much. They just want to do one thing. Spend six weeks on one subject. Spend six weeks on another subject. It's up to you. You can make it whatever you want it to be. You know, when my husband was a missionary for a while, when the children were very little, and I realized he was gone a lot during um, working for the mission organization we were part of. And I realized I could flex their schooling around his schedule. So when he was home, we could have family time, even if it was the middle of the day or the middle of the week, we could flex around his schedule and do school around that. So that was a, a challenge I saw, but saw that we could face it and meet that challenge ultimately fairly easy. Once I could get my thinking outside the box that school doesn't have to be just at these certain times, mm. we, could, we were able to solve that. Those are all really intriguing ideas, and uh, <clears throat> I think as we as we uh, start to kind of wind our time down here, I want I wanted to spend just a couple minutes on what people are wrestling with at the current moment, and that is I think exactly what you're describing. I sort of wonder after this, or as we continue to move through this COVID pandemic uh, and start to get into a post-COVID world, people are going to start really rethinking education. And already, I think I've seen uh, stats that are saying people are really considering home education now because of what they're what they're going through with um, their kids. Some people probably are having a decent experience, but a lot of people I hear are just not having a great experience with doing the virtual learning and things like that. Um, I grew up in the 1980s and the 1990s. Uh, homeschooling was not as prevalent then as it is now. I think it's a movement that has grown, um, and not just in Christian circles, but in a, in a lot of circles. Um, let me just ask you a question uh, in relation with the public schools. Did you, did you feel like, you know, having chosen to remove your children from what it, it continues to be the biggest institution in the country for people under 18, did, did you feel any sense of obligation to contribute to the schools for the sake of your community? Um, do you think it's right for a, a Christian to completely withdraw um, from the schools like that? Well, I would start by saying that my primary obligation is to my children. It is not to the public school system, it's to my children. So once I felt that homeschooling was what was in their best interest, that answered the question. And the schools are an all or nothing proposition. You cannot be partially involved in a public school system. They simply don't allow it. So they didn't allow an access for me to be involved in the school in any way. So their, their loss maybe, or my gain, I don't know. It just wasn't even an option. Mm -hmm. But we could still be involved in the community that was easy. So we were involved with town rec sports programs, um, scouting, Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, did that for years. Rescue Squad, two of my kids were EMTs and were on the rescue squad in high school. They had jobs in the communities. So there were lots of ways to be connected to my neighborhood, to my neighbors, to my community without being in the public school system. And Ruth has an interesting thought on that as well in terms of the aspect of our children being missionaries in the school system. Yeah, there's, there is this idea that we would hear a lot is that your kids should be in public school so that they can be missionaries to all their, the secular kids there. 
And evangelism is important, but I think it's also important to remember that Jesus didn't start his ministry until he was 30. And that doesn't mean that that's a magic age that everybody has to start at, but he wasn't doing this when he was nine. And I think that's a good precedent to understand that your, your young child who is impressionable, who is probably easily influenced, who is, may not be well equipped to handle the bullying and peer pressure in school, they don't have to be evangelizing now. It's okay to wait until later. Jesus started when he was 30. He spent the beginning of his life preparing for ministry. He wasn't wasting it. He was preparing for it. And then at the end of his life, he began it. So don't feel like your young kids have to be missionaries right now. It's okay to spend this time preparing them, raising them with a Christian worldview, raising them uh, in a way that will prepare them so that when they're older and they're not so impressionable, they're more confident, then they can kind of go into the world that way. Yeah, that's one thought I've really been given, giving, you know, I've been meditating upon recently is, is the idea that kid, kids, when they're younger, they are very impressionable. And um, you as a parent, especially if you're, if you have Christian convictions are going to be working against some of the secular ideas that are being worked more and more into the public schools. And I think, I think personally, I think much more than was the case when I was, uh, when I was younger, uh, 30 years ago. Um, all right. Last question. What final advice would you give to people that are considering homeschooling? And then what resources would you point them to as they make that decision? I would say if I could do it, anyone can do it. My background is not in education. So not like I had any special insight at all whatsoever into homeschooling. Um, I'd like to real quick, I realize that no one has talked about what my mom did. So I'd like to very quickly give her qualifications here. She raised four kids. She homeschooled all of them. Between us, we have four bachelor's degrees, three master's degrees, two professional licenses, and recently um, one uh, commissioning. One is now an officer in the army. So when she talks, she did well. <laughs> That's what I wanted to say. Now, now you're just intimidating everybody. Nobody's <laughs> going to want to do this now. But she did this without any background in education, without many friends who were doing it. It really is doable. And, and, and I really say it quite, quite honestly and humbly that if I could do it, anyone can do it. Um, it it's, not, there, it's, not that, it's not that hard, really, especially in high school. High school was the best. That was, I felt, the easiest yeah. time to homeschool was high school. And that was my, my favorite of all time. Um, teaching and reading was hard to me. <laughs> How I survived with four children is a mystery. But so there are, I, you know, I, I always encourage people to go to the library and take out books because that's worked well for me. I know not everyone is a book reader, but it, there, I do think you're going to have to do some reading. And whether it's books or if you're going to go to the internet, and there are a bazillion blog sites on homeschooling. I'd also encourage them to meet with a homeschooler, grab a homeschooling mom, take her out to lunch and sit the two of you down and pick her brain, ask her ideas, um, do it with several people. So, and several people did that with me. They would grab me and um, we would talk and I would just tell them what I had learned. Cause really it's just what I learned, what I did. And I did that with people who were further down the road with than me. I'd grab them and say, Tell me, teach me, what do I need to know? Looking forward, what's ahead for me? 
Um, check out the homeschool co-ops. There are several in the area. We're going to have one at our church, but there are other ones. They're all a little different. They all have a different flavor and find out what's available. But there are so many things available for children in, in a variety of topics and subjects and areas. I know I said one more question, but you made me think of something else. Did Stefan, how was he involved with the homeschooling? Did he, did he help out at all or did he just leave that up to you? And he, he went out and worked. Partially he gave me the space to do it. He believed in me, which is, which is huge. I know some, some moms, their husband didn't believe in them and were undermining their efforts by not trusting them, their ability. He also provided the finances for what we did. God bless him for providing the finances. That was terrific. And he, he also took over the PE component. So as it worked out, I found an opportunity for our kids to do karate. If anyone's looking for a karate program for their family, I highly recommend the one that my family did. All my kids were in it and my husband took the class with them. So that was their night. One night a week, later two nights a week. He had all the kids and I had an hour to myself to think. It was beautiful. In high school, he taught some of the kids Hebrew. I didn't do, I didn't teach foreign languages at all. Um, we either had a tutor or he taught Hebrew. So those were some of his involvements in school. Largely, I did the teaching, but he had his, his areas. All right, Ruth, would you add anything to that before we finish up? I think I'd like to say something to any kids who are listening now. So if your family is considering switching over to homeschool and you're not quite sure what to think, um, it'll be a big change for your family, a big change for your day-to-day life, and you may not be sure what to think of that. And I would just encourage you to think of what do you want to make this? And this is for whatever age you are. Um, If you're just starting school or if you're going to be finishing high school soon, um, you'll probably have a lot more free time in the day. What do you want to do with that time? Is there a something you really want to learn or some people that you really want to spend time with? Is there something that you're really excited about learning about? You can focus your your school time on that now. It's up to you. There's still basics. There's still things that you have to learn, but you get to decide what you focus on. So I would encourage you to think about what you would like to do with this if your family is considering homeschooling. It's it's very exciting and there's a a lot of options. All right. Well, uh, Mary Alice, Ruth, this was really just a really enlightening conversation. And so I hope if you were watching today, this uh, benefited you greatly and uh, got you thinking at least in a different direction. If you think that, hey, I, I, I want to homeschool, but I just don't think I can do it. Hopefully this encouraged you that it is possible uh, to have that happen. So thanks so much for being here today. This was just a great time. Uh, maybe we'll have some follow-up questions some other time. But uh, Thanks for being here. And uh, if you are listening, we do hope to see you next time on the Underground Sessions podcast. Thank you for listening to the Underground Sessions podcast, courageous conversations at the intersection of faith, culture, and politics. If you enjoyed what you heard today, share our information with your friends and please give us a five-star rating in the iTunes store so others have a better chance of finding us. You can also connect with us at www.millingtonbaptist.org, where our vision as a church is to see the table expanded for the glory of God, as more people step into a life-altering relationship with Jesus Christ. We'll see you next time on the Underground Sessions.